Hello, and welcome to The Healing Path. I'm Laura Donnelly, founder of Dancing with Ease, Body Brain Balance. And this uh, is a series of conversations I wanted to do with friends and colleagues who are working in all areas of the, the healing field. And uh, I, when I started looking at my friend list, I realized how many of us are, are doing uh, different things in different areas, but the goal is the same, which is to give people tools and information that they can use to uh, calm themselves down, to make their lives a little bit better, to reduce stress, to be more present. And also one of the things that, that my friends and I, of course, my friends and colleagues, why, why I would pick them, is that we have an idea in common that all healing begins with self-healing. Hi, Kay. I'm so glad you could stop by. Today, my guest and friend is Esther Nagel, and she lives in Wales. Good thing I remembered that. And we met online, and we've known each other, I think, close to two or three years. And so she will share with us some of her journey through yoga and how that led to breathing and some of the work that she does in the area of breathing. I'll bring Esther in now. I took myself out. I'm so swift on Sunday. Here comes Esther. <laughs> hey, Esther. Hey, Laura. <laughs> so I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> so thank you so much for for being able to join and um, being flexible on the timing. We started out, we picked, we picked Father's Day as our first Sunday. Now, that was not a success. <laughs> no, and then we nearly had to cancel today. <laughs> yes, because of the um, fly, but it worked mm -hmm. out. And so, um, Esther, why don't you, do you want, feel, want to share a little bit about your journey, about how the ways in which your journey has healed you and how breathing especially has helped you. So that's a very long, uh, it's a very long story really, isn't it? But um, to cut it short, um, uh, I, I, I had a, a breakdown in 2013 after about 20 years of, I'm in a weird position, aren't I? Um, after about 20 years of using alcohol and drugs, and particularly marijuana and smoking heavily, to um, manage any emotion, a, each and every emotion that I had. And there were a lot of them. I, I, I discovered in the last few years that I got ADHD. So ADHD people tend to have far more extreme emotions than uh, non-ADHD people. So there was always a lot of emotion to manage with me. And alcohol seemed to be a way to do that for 20 years until it wasn't and when i had this breakdown it was a proper you know hitting the wall i could not function any longer kind of breakdown and i gave up full-time work i was a single mum with a three-year-old and a 13 year old at home and so i needed to do something fairly radical and i gave up my job went on to state benefits which was virtually no money but it was just about enough 
that I could get through and get, you know, pay the rent, pay the bills, etc. And I decided to train to be a yoga teacher. So I'd been doing yoga for quite a few years up until that point. And I, I started going to yoga classes because I wanted to find a way to manage my asthma. So despite being a heavy smoker, I am asthmatic. And I thought that learning to breathe would help with that. Whereas, you know, the more sensible approach would have been try giving up smoking first. Um, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I, the, the, the funny thing was, when I first started going to yoga, because of my, um, I have a dust allergy as well, so my nose was always blocked up. And I hated, 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 hated the breathing exercises because I couldn't breathe through my nose. And so they used to really stress me out. And I would find myself getting really angry when I was trying to do these breathing exercises. But then when I did yoga teacher training, obviously I had to learn how to do these. So my yoga teacher recommended that I stopped eating dairy, which immediately cleared out all the mucus in my nose and I could breathe. And as soon as I was able to breathe properly, it changed um, everything. For me, I was suddenly able to sleep, which was a massive, massive thing for me because I'd had problems with sleep since childhood. I struggled with insomnia since I was very small. And um, <laughs> my dogs come to say hello. Um, and, and I was able to manage my emotions better. So in times when I would get agitated, get upset, get angry, instead of immediately reacting, I was able to kind of stop and take a breath and step back from the situation a little bit and think about how I was going to respond instead of, you know, lashing out and, and reacting in ways that I would later regret or have to apologize for. <laughs> um, and, and so gradually it started to really change how I dealt with the world. And after six months of yoga teacher training, I was in a position where I was managing my emotions. I was dealing with life. I was sleeping and I was all the things that I tried to get from alcohol and cigarettes and drugs, yoga was giving me and breathing in particular was giving me. So I got to this point where I was, I, I had this like horrendous hangover one day. I, I was laying on my settee, willing death to come, you know, like, right, I don't want, I don't want, don't want to live through this another second. It was that bad. And I decided on that day, I don't need to do this anymore because I've got these other tools now that I've never had before. So suddenly I found myself really questioning, well, why am I still doing this? Because yeah, last night was fun, but today I'm not doing any of the things I'd wanted to do. I feel terrible physically and I feel awful mentally and I'm feeling this sort of self-loathing that I haven't felt all week. <laughs> So why am I doing this to myself again? You know, and it was a real, like, I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. And that was the day I decided not to put myself through that any longer. And that was um, over five and a half years ago now. That was the last hangover I've ever had. That was the last time I ever drank and the last time I ever smoked. And I, you know, I, I, I look back at this as a, as a recovery process. And it's like I almost did the recovery process backwards because many people will try and give up the substance and then go through the, the, the kind of process that I went through 
but I did it the other way around. So I kind of built all these tools and then realized I didn't need the crutch any longer. So um, it was a really unexpected bonus of yoga teacher training. I had no idea. I went into that not even really recognizing that I had a drink problem. Never mind in a position to be able to give up drinking. I, I tried to go a month without drinking the year before and couldn't do it. Um, I lasted three days. So to get from that to suddenly to being able, within the space of six months, being able to accept that A, I had a massive drinking problem and B, being able to let go of it was phenomenal. You know, and, and, and so much of that is down to the changes that happened when I started breathing properly because that there, there was lots of other stuff but the breathing gave me the pause and it gave me the relaxation and it gave me the um calm the ability to calm myself and to kind of check in with myself before i reacted to things so i didn't immediately just go for the quick fix whether that was just shouting at somebody or reaching for a bottle it gave me these tools that I was able to turn to and that I still do turn to now, you know, I, I, every day I'm still using these tools to get me through a, a fairly challenging life. <laughs> you know, my life is easier as a result of it. It is easier because I don't cause quite so many problems for myself, but you know, having, having ADHD and I only discovered it was only diagnosed with that less than a year ago. You know, having that brings a whole load of, of issues that being able to control my emotions really helps with that. And I'm still on a learning journey with that. But being able to control how I'm dealing with life is absolutely fundamental in controlling that as best I can. <laughs> well, no, this is really, um, it's really wonderful. And what it is, is a step-by-step. Funny you should mention that that's the name of the course. That's the name of the text. The, the, the yoga teacher training course that I did is called Step by Step. <laughs> and I had another guest on. Her name was Christine Goad. And she talked about how your path is made by walking one step at a time. Yes. Yes, it is. And I think that your story so beautifully illustrates that. And, and like you said, the logical process is to stop your bad habits and then begin a healthy program. Mm -hmm. but, but obviously, that's not what you needed. No. I needed to get to a place where I could even see the bad habits. I didn't even, because I created this life that's, that, you know, all my friends were drinkers. I surrounded myself with people who basically told me that my behavior was normal, even though I knew, I knew that drinking a bottle of wine on my own and then hiding the empties wasn't normal. <laughs> I knew that wasn't normal, but I was able to justify it to myself because I could say, well, that friend is doing it as well. You know, and, and those people got more drunk than me last night. So I could justify, you know, so it took a long time before I was able to accept that that was who I was. And I needed the yoga to get me there. Well, I just think it's also interesting that, that you had the impulse to do the yoga teacher training and you, you followed that. So that was some energy inside of you 
moving you in a direction that was going to take you further down the road, you would realize, oh, I need to quit doing A, B, and C. Yeah. And and the road just keeps going. Mm. Um, yeah. have, is, go ahead. I just, the, the, the time, I mean, the timing of it, the, the, the teacher that I trained with, I had never heard of her before. I had never done her style of yoga before. And we worked out that she must have started advertising her course at about the same time I had that, I'm going to train as a yoga teacher decision. And I was the first person to contact her about it. And I had been trying, I had actually looked at yoga teacher training because when I first started it, I loved it. I loved I loved the physical postures. I loved the way that they made my body feel. And I really enjoyed doing the practices, the postures. And I'd thought for a while that I wanted to be a yoga teacher at some point. And I'd looked and, and there'd always been some reason why I couldn't do it. You know, it was time or it was money. It was normally time um, because of my children. I'm trying to get the time to go to the, the, the classes. And this time I had no money. <laughs> you know, I had no money because I'd just given up my job. And time was quite tricky. I had to organize childcare, but it absolutely had to be because she, she was 25 miles down the road. She was so close. And I, I don't, I'm sure that other yoga teacher training courses would have been really good for me. But this one, this style of yoga was so different from anything I'd encountered before that it felt like I needed to be here. I needed to be in this particular one. It had to be this time absolutely have to be this time when the student is ready the teacher appears <laughs> i had a similar experience with a teacher and and uh going to egypt actually she i just i saw a flyer and it, it said we we're going to do a year-long training program that culminates in a trip to egypt and i'm i looked at the flyer and my whole self said i'm going to do that wow <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, I had never heard of the people and, and I only ran into it because I was doing a theater project and one of the people who was in the cast knew the person who was leading the study group for the year and then taking this trip. And so, you know, it was just, just like your thing. It's just an interesting, what is it? Collection of experiences that you couldn't imagine or couldn't plan. And then when you when you're right there, I don't know, your whole body is kind of like it, it just kind of is like somebody hits a gong or something, you know? Yeah. And you and you feel this like I'm doing this. This is what I need to do right now. And um so so sometimes I have joined in on your breathing classes that you do I, I think they're on Facebook right is that what um, I've, got, so I, I've got a Facebook group I'm not I've not been very um, proactive in it recently I've been neglecting it a little bit I'm afraid to say um, but I've been doing um, so for a while I was doing five minute breath in there um, so I was doing a live five minute 
um, breathing session at the start of lockdown. When we first went into lockdown, I did it, I think, probably for about a month. Maybe I should start getting back into that. I should start doing that again. Because um, it helped me as well. I found it really helped me because on days when I was feeling really overwhelmed by what was going on around me, making sure I did that five minutes, even if that was the only time I spent sitting and breathing. And even though I wasn't doing it for myself, I was doing it for other people. It really helped me. Um, and it was really, people that people were, were coming, in, coming in and we're just spending five minutes sitting, focusing on your breath. It's so powerful. You just get that five minutes and it, it can completely like reboot your whole day. I did. I, I would just... It would pop up on my feed or something sometime. And so oh, I would, yes, of course I remember you you joined a few of them. It was just like, oh, you know, it's just actually just that feeling, that oh, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really, really um it just, you know, people I think people forget how powerful breathe conscious breathing is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we breathe all the time. Because if we don't breathe all the time, oh, we die. Yes. <laughs> but but when you when you think about breathing, and um, and maybe in a minute you can just share with us a, a simple exercise to help people kind of reconnect to their breath. What? See, just even then, I did. I realized how when I get excited, I breathe more shallowly. I talk too fast. <laughs> I don't take time to breathe between whatever I'm saying. And if I just pause, take them, you know, just to think, am I breathing? How do I need to breathe right now? Mm. And then my body does a little tiny mini reset. But I also know that you have some really good, uh, simple um, breathing exercises that, that just could people and the thing, the thing is anytime you can do them you can do them in your office mm -hmm. you can do them in your car you can do them if you're stuck in traffic you know and you want to and you want to be like i'm stuck in traffic you know i'm going to be late blah, blah, blah. and then you think what if i just did my breathing exercise yeah exactly i've done that when i was um maybe it was last year or the year before and i was i, I was running late because i'm not used to commuting i was going to an early morning working event and because i wasn't used to commuting i always would on the times when i had to do it i would forget how much traffic there is on the roads at, at commuter time and so i left at the normal sort of time you know if there was no traffic on the road completely forgetting that i needed to give myself 20 minutes extra um and and because of my adhd of course i was only giving myself just enough time to get there on time anyway so i was going to be like half an hour late because of all this traffic and i had that well i'm gonna be in this traffic anyway there is nothing i can do other than turn around and go back home that's the only way i'm not going to be sitting in all this traffic so i may as well just like relax and not get agitated that i've messed up and i'm gonna be late so i did as soon as i hit the traffic all the way i just focused on my breath obviously still focusing on the road as well but i really consciously breathed and i was so chilled out by the time i got and i was just feeling really good because not only had i kept myself calm all the way in this traffic but 
because I'd been breathing so much and I'd been breathing so deeply, I was really well oxygenated and I was really relaxed and feeling really good. And, and because that, that gives you strength, it gives you inner strength when you do that as well. So I walked into that thing late, but I walked in feeling really confident and just, you know, like I, it didn't matter that I was late, I was there and hi. And it, it was fine, you know, I, I and, and if I hadn't done that, I would have been really anxious about turning up late and I might not have even gone in because I would have been worried about being late and and in the end it was fine. So, you know, if you are stuck in traffic, you're there, so you may as well enjoy it and do some work. Well, when you were saying this too about being really well oxygenated, I'm thinking about I have a couple of friends and they have uh, – adult grown-up children who are working in the healthcare industry and are having to wear a mask all day long. And they're, my friends have mentioned to me that, that they're, when they talk to their kids, at the end of the day, they say they have a headache. You know, they take the mask off between patients. You know, they try to do some quick breaths, but they're spending a lot of time breathing, not you know, trying to to the patient through the mask, trying to, you know. And I was wondering if there's a simple thing that people could do who have to wear a mask that would help them restore, you know, like you were saying, really oxygenate yourself to mm -hmm. help you when you take the mask off to balance out the kind of a little bit of decreased oxygen that can happen when you're wearing a mask a long time. That's a really good question. Um, I mean, I, I would imagine that the, um, you know, the, a few really good deep breaths would, would really help with that. But when you were saying that, I was also thinking then about there's a practice called bastrikas, um, which are forced breaths. So you, you're really forcing the air out of your lungs. So you're emptying out the carbon dioxide that's in your lungs. So you're kind of clearing out the lungs so that your next breath that you breathe in is going to be into you you've got you know, it's like it's it's like decluttering your kitchen cupboard so you clear out the cupboard and then you've got loads of space so you know because we don't breathe properly we don't empty the lungs properly which means we've got less space in the lungs to take in oxygen so if you were to do um a couple of bastrikas in between times um making sure you're not near anyone because it is a really forceful breath so you are going to be like you know spraying <laughs> not necessarily spraying but you know you you need to make sure you're not near people um but that would help you to empty the lungs so that then when you do take that deep breath in you're really taking in a good good lung full of oxygen um and that would help i can demonstrate a, a couple of bastrikas now so um whenever you do any breathing exercises it's really important that you sit up straight um, because obviously you want to make sure that, you know, as soon as you slouch, you're restricting how much of your lungs you can use. So you sit up straight. And what a bastrika is, is it's using the diaphragm. So you're strengthening the diaphragm muscles when you do this. So you're forcing the air up. And you do it with a, it's a sound. So you're using the sound. Um, and it is, you want to kind of screw your mouth up a little like that. So that you're forcing the air through a smaller space. And you're just going to so you take in one breath and then 
until your lungs are empty. And it might be, you know, depending on the strength of your diaphragm and how full your lungs are and how much you can force out with each now, it might take you four, five, six, seven, eight of those. It, it, it'll vary from person to person. But if you can do it until your lungs feel empty and then you consciously take in a, a full breath, making sure you're feeling the whole of your lungs, you're going to feel, I mean, I always describe it, it's going to feel like your lungs are three times as big as you thought they were because they probably are <laughs> three times as big as you thought they were. You know, we, we breathe such shallow breaths normally because we, we don't use our lungs properly. We don't use the full capacity of them. So when you empty them completely and then you consciously try and fill them, you realize that they are a lot bigger than you really consider that they are. And if you do that, you're, you're releasing all that stale carbon dioxide that you haven't breathed out, bringing in more oxygen. And then you're, you're going to really energize yourself. And it also, these bastricas are also really good for releasing tension, you know, mental tension. So, you know, healthcare workers dealing with these really difficult times, that's probably an issue. So if you take yourself off to the bathroom and do that in a cubicle, so you're, you know, because when, you, when you're doing that, shh, obviously you're, there's going to be um, droplets coming out with your breath. So make sure that you are, you know, safe, um, keeping other people safe. But it's a really good practice to do um, for releasing air and releasing tension. How many times would you recommend doing it? Like At three, um, three. In 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 yoga, we do things in threes. So I would do it three times, or six, or nine, depending on you know. In, but do it in multiples of three. Definitely do multiples of three. And, and you do the Sorry? It felt good. It does. It feels really good to do. Yeah, it is really good. I, I really enjoy doing them. Um they are they are very um yeah, you can you can there's a real sense of release with them. Real and, and the more you do it, the more you feel that emptying and you feel the diaphragm strengthening. And of course, as you strengthen the diaphragm, you're going to find that your, your breathing becomes better as well. Oh, that's wonderful. So in the description, we have links to your Facebook group and links to your website. And you mentioned also that you have a... 10-day, five-minute breath. Is this like an email thing mm. you can sign up for? And yeah. yeah, yeah. So you get a video where I will guide you through the five minutes. Um, it's basically, it's, a, it's an introduction to show people that just taking five minutes a day can be so powerful. You know, you don't have to sit and spend an hour on a, a cross-legged on the floor. Five minutes can change your day. Five minutes where you just sit and focus on your breath can change your day. Um, and so this 10-day this, um, ten ten little um, mini course that I created, it's just you get one video. So it's not a different video every day because it's a practice. So you do the same thing daily because it's not a practice if you're doing something different every day. Um, you get the, the video and every day I'll send you an email with a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of motivation and 
um, just some sort of encouragement to remind you to practice, to keep you going with the practice. Um, and yeah, 10 days. So at the end of that 10 days, you know, hopefully you, you'll see that, that that has made a difference. It's not, you know, it's not going to be a case of if you're very stressed and anxious, 10 days is going to sort that out. It's absolutely, it's, it's not. But it'll start you on that journey to knowing that you can do that. You can take control of your breath. You can take control of your emotions. And you can give yourself that little five minutes Five minutes to yourself every day. You know, if that's if you're living a busy life, five minutes to yourself could be like gold dust. And if you're spending that time breathing well, then that's going to really help you to stay stay well in yourself, in your mind, and your and it's it's a step, you know. And people will know if this if this resonates with them. Yeah, I did just do that one breath with you, and I felt. And I was like, I want to do that again. <laughs> so that's why I have so many times. It's a good time to do it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And um, so I want to thank you very much for sharing your, your journey and your passion for breathing. And I will post this in the Healing Path group, and it will be on my page. And I'll put it up on YouTube too, so people can find it. Brilliant. And um, they have the links to reach to you. So thank you so much for taking some time this evening at your time. And, uh, thank you, Laura. Uh, everyone who's commented and hello to everyone who's commented as yeah, well. Most people are saying hello. And Juliana oh, has, has said that she she enjoyed the breathing, the 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 bastrika, So that's really I'm really pleased about that, Juliana. Thank you for sharing that. She's a friend of mine. She does taxes as well. You've been doing taxes. Breathing is very helpful. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> um, she works in a in a senior living facility, and so she has got to wear a mask a lot of the day. Mm. Um, and I think I think that I think when you wear a mask, that your breathing can change, and you don't even know it. Yeah. And if you have to wear the mask all day long. When you take it off, unless you consciously choose to reestablish your breathing patterns, you can just, it's, it's like if you have a rock in your shoe and you limp all day, you get home, mm -hmm. your shoe off, you're still limping because that's the pattern you believe your muscles. Yeah. Yeah. So what if we just did three of those breaths right now together to finish? The Pasquikas. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Let's do that. Okay, so make sure you're sitting up nice and straight. And then we breathe in. Breathe in. Me laugh. <laughs> I have to keep my eyes shut because it just looks so awful. So you just have to do it. That <laughs> I will use one of those for the screenshot, I promise. 
<laughs> oh, please don't, 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 don't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, the, thing, the thing is, I noticed even just doing two, I was able to expel more air each time. Yes. Yeah. And as you get, if you, if you build up that practice of doing that regularly, you, you will be able to do more and more because you get more used to doing it. It feels really odd thing to do at first, but the more you do it, the more you kind of feel able to do it, you can kind of relax into doing it. Um, and, and as the, the body gets used to it, you do, you, you, you can release more and more each time. When I do it as part of my classes, I do it. Um, the, the way that, I mean, it's not my, <laughs> I, I was taught to do this. So we, we sit in on the floor on our knees in a posture called Vajrasana and you bring the head down to the floor as you're doing it. So by the time you get your head down, you're, and, and it's a lot easier to do. I've never done it sitting up straight before, so it felt really odd to do it. <laughs> it would be a bit weird if I put my laptop on the floor and done it on the floor. But yeah, do it on your knees and bring your head down to the floor as you're emptying your lungs. And it, it's it's a lot easier. Um, it feels easier. I felt, and, and that, that, movement, that movement actually kind of helps your lungs to compress. Yeah. So it yeah. would get more air to come out. Yeah. And then yeah. as you inhale, you sit back up. Mm. And so then again, that's that expansion thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I really feel that expansion when, you, when you're bringing your body up. So when, you, when you, if you're bringing your head down, you bring your head right down. And then you look forward and then come up like that. So your head is leading rather than dragging your head up. And you really feel that expansion of your chest as you're as as you're um breathing in then. It's it is a lot more powerful. Um but yeah, it would have been a bit odd to do it on a live <laughs> we're gonna we do we have these in the healing path and i have a few people in the a, a small group in the healing path and my idea is that maybe people will come back who who speak and maybe do a workshop on their thing so that we could plan ahead and everybody could be somewhere where they could sit on the floor and they could <laughs> sing so we'll touch base on that and yeah, yeah, we could do um, that Oh yeah, so Juliana says she's going to use this until July fifteenth <laughs> and onward. Yes, me too. I think, I think it feels really good. So mm -hmm. thank you guys for watching, and this will be uh, posted in the Healing Path group, and I will put a link here for people to join. And Esther can um, ping back in here if you have questions or thoughts. If you you know if you do this and you get lightheaded and you want to ask Esther, Esther, was that normal to get lightheaded when I do breathing exercises? Mm -hmm. and, um, hey, Alice. Alice um, Hi, Alice. Video, Alice. <laughs> um, so, so you can ask questions, and you can ask questions in the group, and we will just stay in touch. And if you wanted to do the mini, mini practice building, I loved what you said about practice too. Is that that a ra practice is a repeated activity? That's what becomes practice. Yeah. You know, doing something different every day. It's not necessarily a practice. So no, no, it's not. No, no. That was really great. So thank you so much, Esther, and everybody for watching. And everybody have a great rest of your day, evening, weekend, and have a beautiful, breath-filled week. <laughs>